Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, for an awesome presence of the Lord in this place. I ask you, Lord, to come speak through me your words of life and glory and power and strong anointing, Lord. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Let your word go out as living seeds of truth sown in a good fertile soil. Watered by your spirit that will take root, grow, and produce a hundredfold harvest of eternal fruit that remains. I thank you, Lord. Let light shine in the dark places. Let this produce great faith in Jesus' name. All right, let me read this story out of a book uh, Randy Clark wrote. It says, it all started back when I was attending a conference. This is a, a lady telling this story with a friend named Cheryl. She said that she had seriously damaged her knee so that no surgery or therapy could help. The medical professionals predicted her mobility would be severely impaired for the rest of her life. She believed in healing and had been, pray, had been prayed for many times but was still waiting. When the conference was over, we noticed that some other meeting was going on in the facility next door, and we went over to check it out. And it was that global awakening with Randy Clark. And they were just finishing a message and leaving the stage to walk around and pray for people. Cheryl came in through the door. Randy suddenly said, somebody's getting their knee healed. And Randy's ministry team prayed for Cheryl. She received accurate words of knowledge about other medical conditions she had had. But they were not praying for her knees. She had a heart condition, and that was healed, but not her knees. Randy was still asking us, who's got the knee problem? And we cut through the crowd and got close enough and Cheryl to tell him it's me and Randy touched Cheryl. And instead, he got on his knees. Instead of him just praying for her, he got on his knees and prayed very simply as he bowed before the Lord. And he said, Jesus, I'm just the colt, um, the donkey that you ride on. By this, he meant that the healing power was not his, but was from the Holy Spirit. And Randy saw himself as just being the donkey colt that Jesus rode on Palm Sunday simply um, a servant and he wanted all the praise to go to the Lord whatever happened so as Randy prayed over her she said she felt a tangible wind that blew across her Cheryl was instantly healed she jumped and screamed and rejoiced and praised the Lord in the midst of that Randy turned to me and said and you you'll be involved in Jewish evangelism in Russia and Ukraine and Randy never met me and didn't know that I was Jewish and his prophetic word was was a pivotal event in my life it changed my self-perception in regard to my calling beyond that of just being a wife, mother, and a nurse. and encouraged me to become equipped and ready. The prophetic word makes room for what God wants to do if you believe it, act on it. I believe God has led me to be diligent and responsible for that word. In 2003, I finished a doctorate degree in counseling so I could get into the secular marketplace. In 2004, my husband and I went to Catch the Fire Conference in Toronto. We specifically went there from Jacksonville, Florida in order to thank Randy for his impact in my life. For the first time, he had prayed over me almost five years before. As I shared my testimony, he prophesied over me again, this time saying I would be involved in national Jewish evangelism. Randy did not know that my husband and I were just getting started with the teaching um, in this program, which is basically a Jewish roots class for Gentiles. But his prophecies had a tremendous impact in helping me to take hold of God's calling, exercise faith to walk in it, and have the motivation to prepare myself for its outworking. I've been privileged to see what I believe is only the beginning of a great last day's outpouring of God's glory in the world. But ministering in His power is not just about getting prophecy or an impartation. It's knowing God's heart. You cannot use His power unless you have His heart. And that takes time. No prophecy or impartation can take the place of your time with Jesus. Do you want to see His glory take time to get to know Him? It's a powerful story. So a lot of times when, when prophetic words come, it's accompanied by a powerful impartation has to do with your destiny. Okay? Do you remember the story of when Elijah and Elisha, Elijah, Elisha had followed Elijah all the way to um, the Jordan, 
And when the prophets saw from Jericho, they were watching and said this, whenever Elijah ascended, the mantle fell. They said the spirit that was on Elijah has come upon Elisha. And of course, we know the story. <coughs> Excuse me, Elisha picked up the mantle and struck the Jordan with it and said, where's the Lord God of Elijah? And the waters parted and Elisha went through. And um, he ripped off his old mantle, if you will, and put on Elijah's. And he began to function in that same anointing, but in a, a greater measure. Let me give you a couple things. Number one is, I believe that when impartation comes, God is wanting us to go farther than those that released it. But unfortunately, what I've seen, as you read the stories in the Bible, you don't read a lot of, well, you don't read anything positive in the Bible about the sons of the prophets. And it's sad because they should have been getting their father's impartation and going farther than what, you know. But a lot of times when you read about the sons of the prophets, they were, they were goofy and clumsy and just, you know. They were immature. They were riding their father's reputation, their father's anointing, and they were clumsy and goofy and never developed it themselves. But in this specific case, Elisha was not Elijah's natural son, but he was his spiritual son. And Elisha actually took this and went farther. A couple things. I believe that God is wanting us to catch an impartation, but he's wanting us to go farther. That's the first point I want to make. Farther than those that released it. Have you ever noticed that in most cases, whenever you see people that were, were used mightily of God, and then they die, and their ministry is picked up by others, but a lot of times those others are not walking in anything like what their predecessor did. Isn't that sad? But you see that as the majority. And it's sad because I'll tell you why. Because a lot of times those people that were successors, they rode the, their spiritual father or mother, they rode their prayer life, they rode their anointing, and they depended on them. And when they were gone, all of a sudden they did not have what it takes to really walk in that. Now, in stark contrast to this, this is a rare story. You don't read a lot of stories like this. But the life of Benny Hinn, if you know anything about that mantle that's traveled down, what happened was Mariah Woodworth Eder was really powerfully used of the Lord. And then she, she seemed to pass that mantle to Amy Simple McPherson, who also was mightily used of the Lord. And then when Amy passed on, that mantle seemed to find its way to Catherine Coleman. And you can actually read where their paths crossed in life. And then Benny Hinn ran across Catherine Coleman in her meetings, and the power of the Holy Spirit came upon him. And when she died, um, I believe, and most people believe, that her mantle's on Benny. And, but Benny has gone farther than what they did. But that's usually not the norm. That's unfortunate, but that's usually not the norm. But Benny took that mantle, that fire, and went farther. I'll tell you somebody else that did, too, was Reinhard Bonnke. Which I'll read this story. I don't want to ruin it next week or the week after. I've got a story about him catching the mantle from George Jeffries. But George Jeffries was a mighty man of God, but Reinhardt went farther. He took that and it increased. So the first thing that I want to give you tonight after that is just that the anointing, the word anoint means to rub in. A lot of people don't know that. Anointing means to smear or to rub in. You know, uh, Steve Solomon's a very, very anointed Jewish man here in the Dallas area. 
And God's really used him in my life. He's been a, a blessing. I really love his ministry. Um, he's, he's a very funny man. And he's actually been used very powerfully on the radio. And if you listen to him preach and talk, he sounds like a radio talk show host, doesn't he? He's got that voice. It's this booming, authoritative voice. But I remember listening to him. I had a, a job one time where I had to work nights. And I listened to him to, you know, real late, 2 or 3 in the morning. And the people that would call in that, that were doing drugs and, and just all these different things, and he would pray for them, and they, they were getting healed. They were getting saved. They were getting delivered over the phone. It was awesome. But anyway, uh, Steve Solomon is, is definitely got a strong anointing on his life, and he was teaching on the anointing years ago. And he took the, the, um, the anointing oil of the Old Testament, the spices that were in it, okay, and then he looked at the Song of Solomon. The Song of Solomon really represents Jesus and his bride, if you want to look at it from that perspective. And, and he was saying how if you take the spices that were in um, Exodus and the anointing oil, and then you take the other spices mentioned in Song of Solomon that were additional to that, he said you add them up, you get about nine spices. And he was saying that what happens is, is the anointing gets in you, the anointing comes upon you, and then the anointing begins to rub down inside of you and change who you are. So that the nine-fold fruit of the Spirit comes forth. And so what happens is, is that a lot of people don't realize that first and foremost, when the anointing comes upon you, the anointing comes upon you to change who you are. And the anointing will rub down in you and begin to change you as a person. Because God is wanting the fruit of the Spirit to begin to manifest first. So what will happen is that anointing will begin to convict you of sin and deal with you about things and change you. And, and that anointing will work its way through your whole life and literally change who you are. So that's the first thing. The rubbing in of the anointing. Okay? And it's interesting because the fruit of the Spirit is, is not nine completely different. But it's kind of like if you take an orange... It's one orange, but it has many slices. The Holy Spirit, when He's in you and He begins to change you, it's one fruit with many manifestations. So the Holy Spirit will begin to cause your life to change in those areas. Okay. And the next thing I want to say is that it will take time. The anointing will take time to work its way through your life and change you. The anointing will teach you. The anointing will cause... Um, you to overcome weaknesses that you used to fall into, and it will help deliver you from the things that have held you back. It will strengthen you to where you can rise above things that you used to not be able to. So that that's the first thing I want to say, and it takes time. See, the Bible says that it's by faith and patience that you inherit the promises. My wife and I in our devotionals have been studying that. But it, it's faith, but there's also got to be patience while the process is going on you have a calling on your life but you got to understand that god's going to prepare you and that can take years you know when you look at the at somewhere in isaiah 40 around that it talks about the lord takes the arrow puts it in his quiver polishes the arrow prepares the arrow and that takes time and then after it's done and ready then he'll take the arrow out to display his splendor but it's that process of the polishing So whatever your destiny is, whatever your calling is, you're going to have to be patient while the Lord works humility in you, works um, 
areas in your life where you need more faith or where you need to give up certain things or you need to overcome certain sins or you need to be healed from certain things, let that anointing work its way through your life and bring the change that needs to happen. Then after the change, then the Lord will begin to use you in a powerful way and it won't destroy you. You know what the main problem is? is pride. Because when people start being used of God, if they haven't been through the process, then they get lifted up with pride and they fall into sin publicly. Their ministry is destroyed. And there we are. It's very sad. So you've got to let the Lord really work through you and get all that pride out, get all that junk out, so that whenever he does use you, it doesn't destroy your life and ruin you. Amen? Or the next thing I would say is this, is freely you have received, now freely give. Now once God begins the process in your life of changing you, then the Lord wants you when it's an appropriate time, he will begin to use you. Did you know King David was the only one in scripture that had a triple anointing? He was anointed by Samuel while he was out tending sheep. Then he was anointed again when he, when he became king in Hebron over Judah. And then finally, he was anointed a third time as king over Israel. So God has a process there where this initial impartation comes. And over time, like David, God took him from the caves, but he gave him kind of a training ground for a few years where he was in Hebron. It was a smaller place, but he began to to reign as king there before all of Israel. It was a training ground. Eventually, God will kind of give you some kind of a training ground to where you can begin to function in that anointing and do what God's called you to do. And freely you have received, now freely give. So it's important that you start using what God has given you. Okay? But again, let me emphasize that that will be dependent on um, your surrender and your humility and you letting God get the junk out and heal you and change you and do all the stuff he needs to do so that it doesn't destroy you. <laughs> okay? So God wants to use you he wants to use me. He wants to use all of us. But first, we've got to let him change us. Whenever God gives you the opportunity to begin to use what you have, as you use what you're given, it will begin to increase. But you've got to use it. There's a prayer that I pray that I've noticed is very powerful, and it is this. The Bible says that what you're faithful with the little, God will make you ruler over much. There's been different times in my life where I've, I've felt led to pray this. I'm like, Lord, I've been faithful with this level and I'm asking you to go to the next level, and he always does that. If you've been faithful with where you're at, he'll take you to the next level. But you've got to be faithful to operate and function in the level that you're at. You know, what if God puts an anointing on somebody, and then they don't really do anything with it? And then they're saying, well, Lord, increase the anointing. For what? You're not even doing anything with the, what you have. So first off, when God gives you an anointing, begin to step out and be used and pray for people. Some of you guys that go out in the street ministry and different things like that, you need to pray for people. Pray for the sick. Step out. Let the anointing that you have now, let God begin to use you in that. And as you're faithful with it, then God will increase the anointing. Okay? You fan into flame what is in you. I love the scripture that says, you know, about that, about fanning into flame or um, stoking that fire that's in you. A lot of people have received an impartation, in fact, maybe many impartations. But I don't know about you, but I want all that has been put in my life to be at full flame. There's certain things that may be full flame and other things that are just dying out. 
I want everything in my life that's been imparted to me to be in full flame. And also remember that the Lord is a, it moves like a river, not like a pond. You know why a lot of churches and ministries and denominations across the board have died? Because they quit moving with the Lord. And they became like a pond and it got stagnant and, and began to stink in its religion. The Lord is always on the move. So once you catch an impartation from the Lord, you've got to begin to learn how to move with him and what he's doing. That's the most important thing. Let me just speak out to people that feel like they have a call into some kind of ministry. You better learn how to pray for yourself and quit riding other people's prayer lives. Because there'll come a day when they're gone. Okay? And you don't want to be, you know, 40 years old and you don't even have a strong prayer life and, you, and they're gone and now what are you going to do? You better quit riding other people's anointing and let the Lord develop an anointing in you for yourself. And you better learn how to move with the Lord. The Lord's always moving. It's like the cloud in Israel that would lift and move. The Israelites had to constantly be moving. We've got to constantly be moving with the Lord. That means there's always going to be some kind of a momentum. There's always going to be some kind of vision. There's always going to be something in front of you to go after God and see that. But you'll see a lot of people, and they, they get into the trap of talking about what God did 10 years ago. And they become a spiritual pond. I don't want to just dwell on that. I thank God for that. But I want to constantly be looking at what are you doing now, Lord? What are you going to be doing tomorrow? I want to be moving with you. All right. So tonight, we're going to pray with people. But listen, let the Lord begin to increase in your life what he's put in you. Let it become full flame. Let God let that anointing work through you and change you, heal you, deliver you. Do the work in you that needs to be done so that he can use you in a powerful way. Okay? And once that is there and once it starts opening up for you, you're going to see some awesome things. But it's the anointing that gets the job done. Or so I'm going to pray. We're going to close out and we're going to do something else. But Lord, I thank you for this word. Lord, I pray that you'll get this in us. Lord, that, that our prayer would be that everything that you've imparted in us be in full flame. Lord, that our hearts and our prayer would be that what we've received from others, we will be like Elisha and be able to go farther and see greater because you're always building. There's always a momentum. Lord, help us to move with you and not get into a place where we're, we're talking about yesterday. We want to be moving with you today, what you're doing now. We thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name we pray.